Welcome to Breakthrough Brands and you're listening to the Conscious Business Radio Show, bringing you purpose, profit and prosperity into your life and business. Scott, welcome to the Conscious Business Show here at Breakthrough Brands on Dublin South FM. How are you, my friend? I'm outstanding. It's it's great to talk to the homeland again, and uh, it's just great to be on this and looking forward to the conversation today. Scott, you know the strangest thing? We spoke maybe once or twice, twice, once before today, and I feel like I know you a lifetime. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, and as I told you the first time we talked, you know, my wife and myself have have been there three times, and absolutely fell in love with the people and the country and it's our favorite place to travel to in the world yes it is i i like it as well but i love where you're calling from as well you know the great usa uh yeah. i just love america i love everything about it well 98 percent the rest <laughs> the, the, the other three percent we we don't talk negative in this show we talk positive all the way all the way on it a confidence coach. It's very impressive. Yeah. If anyone was to jump onto LinkedIn and have a look at your profile, you know, mm-hmm. you're a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're helping business owners and employees. You've been doing it for 35 years. You know, you've mm-hmm. helped from small businesses to Fortune 500s. What is it? What is the dream? What, what drives you? Why? Why are you doing it? Well, uh, uh, just uh, a quick story. When I was a, a young lad, a young boy, I, uh, um, I I had a very difficult start to my education. And um, if it wouldn't have been for my mother believing in me and believing that uh, that there's a purpose for my life and that that I could do something uh, great in life, I would have probably taken my life at the age of about seven and a half. Wow. Because uh, I had a severe, severe learning disability, and back in the '60s, they had no training or understanding about how to help somebody with dyslexia. And I had a severe uh, case, as my father and his father before him. And so I really struggled with shame, and the teachers uh, were not as friendly as they are nowadays. And I was told I was stupid, and I was to sit in the corner, and that I would never be anything but a janitor. And, uh, so through my mom's belief and, uh, support of some other people, I learned the power of believing in somebody and believing in their dream or goal or aspiration for their life. Even if everything else didn't make sense, uh, I believe every person has that greatness in them, but what they're missing is somebody to believe in that, uh, with them and for them and to see it. And to help them become the best version of themselves. And uh, that's as quick as I can tell that story. It's a book. It's other things. It's, it's interesting about, as but. well because, you know, 80, 98% of people out there will die and they'll never actually realize who they are. Um, we call it so many things. One of the labels is the imposter syndrome. But with yourself and being um, going through that, being dyslexic, I understand that being dyslexic myself, um, I have no recollection of primary school. Um, <laughs> Me either. No recollection. I remember going into primary school and playing with water in, um, we call it junior infants, um, and playing water and going, this is deadly. And then I remember leaving. 
I've no recollection of it at all. But I think, and I believe, and I'm biased, is that, you know, being dyslexic gives us the gift. It gives us, we look at things different from everyone else because we see differently, we think differently, and makes us very creative as well. Oh, absolutely. I think it's an unfair advantage, uh, particularly as a business owner um, like you are um, and I have been my whole life. I think it's an unfair advantage because I can see things, picture things um, in 360. I can actually see it in my mind before it's real. And um, so it's a very unique advantage to have. um, And it still has not been given its proper place as a gift instead of as a disability and yes it's you know we look at you can look at all the people out there that have the disability um and are are great richard branson you know albert einstein yeah. and all the, all these people we we could go through the list but it's even i think one of the advantage for myself is i can actually walk into a business or have a conversation with someone and fairly quickly I can pick up stuff that can help them right away. Stuff that I just see as obvious and they go, oh God, I never thought of that. So there is your gift. So in, in like, there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, confidence coaching, they're helping people. What do you feel is what you bring to the table that help, that inspires people to make them change and light that spark for themselves within? Well, I, I think one of the things, Joe, is is to ask the right question for the right person at the right time that makes them think about their thinking. And that's something in the last 10 years that I've invested a lot of time, money, energy, learning and developing is is this idea of questions that create a shift or an insight or a breakthrough for the business owner, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the leader, whoever, um, in their mind, in their thinking. Um, so, so that that would be my short answer to that. Um, from that standpoint, would be to really ask the question that nobody else has asked, or everybody else is afraid to ask. And, and, that's and we it. see that yeah. all the time in the corporation. It, 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 you know, I was driving up uh, today and I was thinking about this interview. And one of the things that popped up in my mind 30 years ago or 20 years ago or even 10 years ago in business, it was, you know, you know the strongest survive, you know, the sales and marketing team, you need to do this and, and objective, objective. Now it's, did everyone meditate before they started? Like if you said these things to people 10 years ago or 20 years ago, they go, what? What are you on? What drugs are you on? Meditate. And it's, it's we've sort of shifted, you know, there's a consciousness out there at the moment that people are embracing in themselves and is corporate America trying to catch up with it in a way, yeah. or, is, or is it genuine? Well, well, I think what it is is that we are behind the rest of the world in that. Um, and, and, and where that plays out is, is it just it, it plays out with the leaders in the, in the business. But where it plays out even greater is in the employees, the, the team that they surround themselves with, um, because – 
here in the states and 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 I know it's true where you guys are at also people are not going to work just for a paycheck and benefits and a two week vacation that's no longer uh, a reason to work um, so you have to come with something bigger than that and uh, and so the question becomes that we ask our leaders to ask their people and we ask them is is, is why are you here? What are the dreams and goals in your life that this work that you're doing will produce and help you achieve that result? You know, the job, the company, the business is a vehicle to help us uh, uh, be the best version of ourselves and, and achieve and live out these dreams and goals that we've had uh, since we were in primary school. Um, and so we tap back into that. And we're trying to raise that consciousness here, but the states still suffers a lot from it's only just about working and grinding. Yeah, I think capitalism has changed in America over the last 40 years. You know, the founding fathers going back, you know, America was built on this, this idea. And somewhere along in the last 40 years, things got a little bit skewed. And capitalism yeah. then was just dog eat dog. You know? Yeah, it's 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 funny. We we talk about you know people wanting more purpose in their office. Like you know a while back it would have been well yes you get a company car you get a laptop uh, you get a mobile <laughs> phone um, we have a gym um, now it's uh, do you have a meditation room. Yeah. yeah, or a fluffy yeah. couch, or like, you know that a lot of the multinationals are based now in Dublin, and there's yeah. a, the joke is you know they have these pool tables and they have all these chill out areas where when people drive past or walk past their building, the big glass windows and they see these really cool areas, but no, you never see anyone at them, and it's like yeah. we have these, but if you touch it, we'll kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that for the investors. They're not doing that for the people, and and so we're we're trying to go. We're trying to bypass that with a strategic way of saying we're going directly to the people, and uh, we're going directly to the leader and 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 causing him or her to think about what really internally motivates people to do great, creative, amazing, collaborative work uh, that will be an unfair advantage for your company. And what it is is that connection between what it, why they're there. Why do you go to work on Monday morning? I asked a CEO yesterday, why do you go to work on Monday morning? And how do you think that's different than all of your people, all the thousands of people that work for you? And he said, oh, I never thought about that. It's the same for all of us. Yeah. And you've got to discover that why. You have to encourage it. You have to support it. And you have to celebrate it as they, as they go forward and if they're going to do great work for you. It's, it's, you know, my mother, God rest her soul, would have said the area where she grew up, you would leave the key in the door. You know, all the kids played on the street, mm. the neighbors came in and and it was safe and it was wonderful. And then as people then started to move out into suburbia, we started just live in our houses and know the people on our left and on the right mm. and past that there we wouldn't know anybody. So we're community-based, we're tribe-based people. We like human connection, but we lost that. Like apartment blocks, I'm sure someone who's listening to this lives in an apartment block and they don't know the people on each side or the people above or below them. 
So yeah. the only community now, I feel the way, you know, the 21st century is, is going to be your office, your workplace. It's no longer going to be a brand. It's no longer going to be the place I go for a living. I think it's going to be more than that. I think if, if CEOs, if, if owners of companies look at it as a community, a tribe where everyone in that business cares about everyone in that business, like a community at home, the business itself will develop and grow into something probably unusual from everything, everyone else in their industry. Well, Joe, think about this also. Here in the States, people spend more time at work than they do in any other scenario uh, in their life. So their waking hours are here roughly 70 to 75% of waking hours. They're working or they're commuting to and from work. So, you know, if there was ever a place to capture that sense of community, collaboration, working together, having purpose and, and that type of thing, that's where it's going to happen. Now, yeah. the thing about it is, like you were saying earlier, the mindset in a lot of companies, and it, it is changing, but the mindset has been, you know, work is just work. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a very big thing here in the States. Work is just work. Food, and food, bring- food. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're saying no, because this is their life, you know, from, from 25 to 65 or 70, this is where they're spending the majority of their life. And if you want the greatness that is inside them to show up in your products and your services and with your customers, then you have to do more. It has to be more than that. And it's not hard. It's actually very simple, but it's scary to do that. Scott, talking about wakening hours, please tell the audience what time you get up at in the mornings? Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the West Coast, so Pacific Standard Time at 4.30 a.m. I'm going to cough again and fall <laughs> off my chair. Uh, but, but I have Irish blood in you, my veins. You do. Yes. You do. But, yes. but who gets up at half four in the morning? <laughs> Foxes and badgers get up at half four. You know, I I loved I loved it. You know, fifty million steps to be successful. You have to get up at four in the morning. Wild <laughs> horses. My wife. I would say to my wife in the Friday. You know, I think I'll get up at six in the morning and take the dog for a walk. And she looks at me and laughs. I'm I. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a I'm a night owl. But yeah. ta- wh- what time were you born at? What, what was that? What time were you born at? Oh. Oh, what time was I born at? Gosh, you know, that's a good question. I believe it was right at noon at, around what, what lunchtime. Yes, I have I, a theory. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I have a theory. Yeah. If you're born at night, you're a night owl. If you're born in the day, you're a morning person. Oh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's so I, yeah. I, I need to. I'm going to ask a lot of people that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own little survey on it and find out. But yes. So... Half four, what do you do? Like, if I was to get up at half four, I'd bungle around and bang my head off a load of things till I got back into bed. And, and mm-hmm. so, what do you do? Do you get up, do you go to the gym, or do you make like what's your morning no, I routine? No, I have a routine. So, so I get up every morning. Um, I go to a coffee shop that's open here, which is uh, where we live in the Northwest in Portland, Oregon. Uh, coffee is everything. And so they're already up and running, and, and, and I have – I don't drink coffee, which is strange here, but I, I'm a big green tea person, so I get my green tea. 
I, I, I read every morning and then I have 10 questions uh, that I ask myself every morning and I answer and I journal them. And uh, it's, it's, it's for me to reset myself and get ready um, to really serve people well for the day. And uh, so I did that this morning before we got on this. And that takes about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, and then I will come back home. I'll have some breakfast with my wife. And then at that point, I am, I am off to the, the world of coaching, to the world of the dream world employees, of a, to yes, the world of one, serving people. One of those questions I'd be writing, the first one, why am I up a half hour in the morning? That's, <laughs> that's the, the, the question. There's a great guy actually in, in, um, in your town called Michael Skog. Um, he oh. runs Skog Kettlebell Club. Um, you okay. should, yeah, he's um, he's he's a big. I'm a big kettlebell fan, so uh, he's okay. he's down in your neck of the woods on it. So you do. So okay. how do you think things are changing with with businesses? Do you think people are? We can talk about all. Oh, everyone's brilliant and everyone's amazing, and we all walk in and we all sprinkle fairy dust all over the place, and we're all excellent. But you know, when when customers hit and when. And they, you know, they're, they're, you know, argumentative or just bad attitude or, you know, something, something, you know, in the eat or to cause that issue and concern. How do companies adapt to that? Like, we can't all walk around going, you know, namaste to everything. There is that real world business as well. How do, how do we interact all this together and not feel, you know, wrong? Are overwhelmed in the whole process. So, are, so are you talking from the owner standpoint? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, owner yeah. From looking the owner out. standpoint. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, the first thing I would say about that is is that you know you you have to be attached to what we we talk about is the long game. So, what is the what is the result that you want in the long term of what you're doing? And then you have to look at your your first customer, which is your employee, and the customer um, from that light. So, so when something goes wrong, and if I'm thinking long game, I'm going to approach that differently to where if I'm thinking just about today or, or the problem in this moment, and I'm not approaching it to learn from it to get better – then I'm gonna I'm gonna get that result, which that result usually turns out to be very negative. So so our view on that is is when there's problems, when there's confrontation, when there's difficulty, our first question is what can we learn from this to get better? Okay. And are are people lost? In like a, a, a wow, that's a, a big question. Yeah, then, 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 <laughs> and I and I mean it in a way that with all the stuff that's coming down the track, like what are, what are education systems and business schools have been teaching and what people are feeling? Is there, is there, is there do you know, are people getting confused? It's a huge disconnect, Joe. You know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, what, what our universities here are putting out um, you know, you can have an MBA here from a very fine school and, and, and come into a business the next day in a job and realize that that $300,000 you just invested, there's probably maybe 10% of that 
that will help you at all further your career. And that 10% is basically who you've met or who you know, not what you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I think one of the biggest things that they should, people should start really looking at and is empathy. And I spoke to this on the mm. show previous is, you know, empathy, communication. It's, it's, when there is a problem or there is an issue or someone something's going wrong or right, being able to step back and look in at the situation instead of looking out and having empathy and moving forward on it. You know, the other thing about that, Joe, too, that strikes me when you said that is that being able to see it from their point of view or their perspective or how they're seeing yeah. it is super powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, we we, I think we can all get caught up in our own heads and drive, force, move fast to get things done because it's what we perceive it to be. But if you are doing that and looking at everyone else around the table and going, I wonder what they're thinking. Am I communicating? Do they understand me? Because sometimes people don't understand what we feel that the message is we're getting across. Yeah, one of the things that, that I've I've been really trying to practice is to listen to somebody to fully understand what it is they're saying and yeah. not be thinking about what I'm gonna say or what the next step is or or whatever. And to really listen with intention and focus. Um and what I find in that is is that the understanding and the learning and the communication goes to a, just a, a, a so much higher level. Yeah, I think it, it, it it's back to basics, really, isn't it? Mm, it's If you yes, look at yeah. kids in the playground, it's really back to basics on it. You, know? yeah. you, you, yeah. you mentioned there um, one of the things was, you know, it, it was the best business advice that you ever, that you had ever received was, was, you know, give, you know, serve enough people to get, get them to what they want, and then you will get in return. Do you sometimes feel or, you know, someone can give too much and not get anything back? Wow. Um, can give too much. I, 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 I guess that could be true in the situation if they gave with the wrong intent, yeah. if you know what I mean by that. If, yeah. if they gave, but they weren't really giving, they were just giving and serving with the intent of, how this is going to benefit me because I believe people see through that instantly. Yeah, I think there's, um, I think people, you know, people can subconsciously smell fear, you know, oh, doubt sure. and everything yeah. on it as well. Yeah. yeah, I think you've seen if you watched corporate America over the last 10 years, the CEO, what they call the shuffle, which is, you know, the CEO goes from one company every two years to another, to another, whatever that what that really is about Joe behind the scenes is is not being authentic as a leader yeah but but then at lower levels if you look at linkedin and you look at people you'll see you know jumping jobs every two years um, mm -hmm. there seems to be that big trend that that people aren't mm -hmm. hanging on but the ceo it, I, I, if they're in the right place and they're making the right moves you know you should see longevity there on it yeah, yeah. what's your belief systems um, 
my belief system. Well, I, I, I guess one of the one way of saying is what I what I said earlier was, you know, um, you you get out of your business, your employees, your customers. Uh, you get out what you put into them, what how you serve them, how how you help them become a better version of themselves, and in that process. Uh, I've never seen it fail. You uh, you become the person uh, that you are trying to become by doing that. Yeah. And so, so I, I I think that that's just foundational. Um, you know, as a business owner for forty years, um, I've done it the other way, and I've paid the dear price of that. And then I've done it that way and been consistent. And had phenomenal results, um, not just in the financial bottom line, but in the culture, in the impact, in the relationship, and the friendship, and the influence and impact um, uh, that we can have as business owners around the globe, I think really right now is greater than it's ever been in the history of the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have bigger influence. I mean, I'm talking to you today, you're in Dublin, I'm in Portland. Um, you know, more and more I'm talking to people in countries that, you know, 10 years ago would have never been having these type of conversations. And now we have them on a regular basis. It's crazy, isn't it? What brings up a question? What's your biggest regret, business regret? I always throw in the word business because in case someone says, I should have not married Betty Sue and married Louisa. <laughs> I can't say that because uh, I'm, I'm 41 years in with my wife and it's the best decision I made. So I, I, can't, I can't say that. Yes, but uh, business-wise, um, I, okay, um, I would say this, Joe. I would say taking on uh, the wrong business partner in a venture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we weren't like-minded uh, about the things that you and I are talking about, um, but I did it anyway uh, because of money and, and, and open doors, and I regretted it, um, and it, it didn't end well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an expensive lesson. But oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. With it, with it brings wisdom. With it brings wisdom. <laughs> yes, I think I'm still learning from that. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we feel that pain. Scott, uh, we're coming to the end. I uh, just want to okay. just quickly catch, what advice would you give uh, our listeners who want to sort of build that confidence in themselves uh, moving forward? Yeah, I, I would say the, say the main thing would be that, that, that confidence comes just on the other side of fear. And so when you're looking at your business and you're looking at your life, uh, find one or two or three things that you're afraid of that you've been procrastinating, you've been putting off your whatever to do, and do them. And then immediately notice how your confidence goes up and, and then take the next one and do that. And, and challenge yourself today uh, to, to be honest about what those fears are that are holding, your back, holding you back. Because on the other side is this confidence that's going to take you to a new level in your business, in your life, and uh, for your future. And, um, yeah, so – and find somebody that can encourage you, hold you accountable, and, and uh, push you forward in that area. As we say, give you a kick in the arse. 
exactly. <laughs> Scott, where can people reach you? Give us your website address, please. Yeah, yeah. www.confidencecoach.org. O-R-G.org. And yeah, you can find us all there. And Joe, I got to tell you, it is a pleasure. Um, you know, I feel like you're a brother. We, uh, we share so much in common and I, I just want to thank you again for what you're doing and for having us on today. And it's just been a delight. I bring a tear to my eye. A tear to my <laughs> eye. You can buy me. You can buy me a pint when you're in Dublin. Yes, that's it. And I will. <laughs> Where can people catch you on LinkedIn if they want to reach out to you on LinkedIn? So it's uh, it's under my name. It's under Scott Ballard, and uh, just put my name in there. And I'm under Confidence Coach, and you can see all the different things we do there, and uh, uh, you know who we're connected with, and and what we do. And I and I will say this, Joe. Um, we're excited uh, about in this next year. One of our goals is to do some work in in uh, our homeland of Ireland, and so we're looking for somebody to partner with there and see if we can do a joint venture and do some of the things that we've had success with here. So we're excited about that uh, to, to 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 do some collaboration. Brilliant, brilliant, excellent. Yeah. Yes, folks, that's Scott, uh, who's been on the Conscious Business Show. I always, Alison, Conscious Show, Conscious Business Show. I don't know what it is anymore. Yes, and (laughs) (laughs) it's it's, we've lost a plot. We've lost a plot. Yes, that is Scott Bollard, one of our greatest guests here for 2020, one of our new guests for 2020. Mm -hmm. And you can hear the show on iTunes, on Spotify, once it comes out, finished on the radio station here. And if you want to catch me you can catch me at joedalton.ie and we're powering ahead with the conscious business academy bringing purpose profit and prosperity into your life that's with marketing sales leadership and culture and until next week folks have an amazing week be strong be confident and i love you all